0: Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Star Wars Sessions podcast.
1: part that he loves a good Star Wars session.
2: Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is
0: the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly.
2: This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. He's got great hair, I can see it! It's Master Blywalker Luke Bly. How are you, sir? Oi
0: oi, Sather Loy. Mate, I'm hyped for this week. I'm hoping this yeah. will. Like, we were, we were just talking a little bit before, and As we do every yeah. single week, we have a little chat, little catch up. We we talk, we talk, <laughs> and it's just this idea that, like, basically in a month's time, I think Matty Boy was like, "Yeah, think of mate, like month's time." We've basically like we've got Kenobi, we got Star Wars <laughs> celebration, and we're kind of like really excited but also kind of dreading the coverage of that like yeah, in a good way in in a good way in a good way so man I'm so good. much. Filth. Um, how on earth are you you absolute unit what's what's the latest what's the crack what's going on
2: it's all good uh in the hood over this side my friend it's been a busy week last week i had my padawan a week and we did something every single day i me went swimming believe it or not a hut got in the swimming pool um <laughs> did loads of cool stuff uh, which i was more tired by the time we got back which is um unacceptable unnatural cool. but, uh, no i uh, really lovely week with the with the with the Padawan, lovely time with the family over the weekend as well saw everybody uh, it's always a shame when it comes to an end however i've always got something to look forward to after the family time and it's called star wars sessions and it's called luke Bly. Uh, how about you mates know you've had a busy one as well It's been really busy, man. Had a nice little uh, family holiday in Bath
0: in the west of England, which is so, so beautiful. Such a gorgeous city. Absolutely lovely. That was great. So I had a mooch around like the Roman baths and whatnot. That was awesome. That was great. That was really good. Um, I with some friends in London on Saturday, went to uh, the National Art Gallery, Um, had some good food, good bants. I may have gone to uh, Forbidden Planet. In central London, and he did. do you know what? I I was so pleased of um, and proud of my wife because I went in there. and We were like doing kind of there's almost like an unofficial one way system in Forbidden Planet, London, and uh, my missus just like sort of bypassed that. And she, <laughs> I, 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 I kid you not, I herily, I kid you not, this this absolute babe of a woman brought me. Two action figures and went, should we get these for you? This is your wife. Like, yeah. yeah, this is this is my wife. This is my wife. She was like, and she had the um she got the vintage collection, Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker in Stormtrooper disguise, like with oh, the helmet off. Yeah. That it comes with that. It's a beautiful figure. I've I've wanted it, but I've not been able to find it actually. Mm-hmm. And then um she brought out some other figures, but I was like, Look, I'm just happy with the vintage collection one, save that, save that money for our holiday awesome awesome week mate Ugh. but like you said nothing quite nothing nothing quite beats yeah a star wars sessions podcast i'll be saying that when my kids are born do you know what i mean oh i already here do you go here's your here's your <laughs> i already do <laughs> here's, here's your little baby here's your milks here's your-, <laughs> here's your milk i'd be like not as not as good as not as good as Star Wars Sessions podcast. I'll be there feeding, <laughs> we,
2: feeding it. Do you remember when Milky, we used to be a sessionism for like two weeks? Proper Milky, that is. Oh, that? yeah, I do remember that. I, mean, I don't I know, know what that is all about, it. but <laughs> something. I know couple of them, I certainly know okay. Commander Lara, Maleron, and Admiral jackbar They all know what it is because I remember they sent us a message about it, but proper Milky, whatever that was meant.
0: Well, we are pretty milky, so let's bring that yeah, back play, maybe Steve. for the next five minutes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So, I don't bro, know. I mean, it's, I mean, we're milky. We've also had some milky news from Sessions HQ and our Patreon department, haven't we, mate? Yes. And we've got to say a big, a big up
0: and a big thanks to RG. Who joined us on our Patreon at the? This is While the fun begins. tier. what an absolute lad! Welcome to the session, sickheads. Rg, and what a what a cool name.
2: Do you, rg, it, do you, uh, do, you, do you, rg unit.
0: Uh, oh, Archie. my days! Yes, rg unit. I like it. Like, does it like it? go? To, does it go up to the cantina bar? Flick a coin at him. I like <laughs> Yo, like rg and he's like yeah. What do you want? And he's like the rg special, mate. And it's like. <laughs> It's just, um,
2: I don't know, something milky, something milky. Something milky, so. lovely bit of milk. Well, actually, speaking of milk, uh, RG, mate, you've just signed up in in time to catch our solo with Star Wars Story commentary, which drops at the beginning of this month, a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, we enjoyed doing it. We certainly hope all of our patrons have enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed re-watching it. So RG, mate, enjoy that. Enjoy all of the other filth that we're going to be dropping. You've got a jibber-jabber coming soon. You've got a journal. You've got an awesome podcast coming Thank you so much for supporting the sessions, mate. We really, really appreciate you. And for those who fancy a sojourn to Essex uh, oh. at the beginning of May, uh, me, Matt, I'm going to be at Nerdbase Base in Battlesbridge on Saturday, May the 7th to look at Star Wars stuff, to talk about Star Wars with people and maybe have a beer or so as well. That's on Saturday, May the 7th. Luke Bly would be there, but I believe he's otherwise engaged with a slightly more pressing matter. Well, there's two things. I would have got back from Florida
0: like the day before. So I'll be tired and it is my wedding anniversary. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to wing that guys. Swing I'm that. Sure. One. Oh, let me, let me just, uh, let me just go pick up some black series from, uh, <laughs> <Yeah. Bass. laughs> happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, okay. no, I'm going to be, black I'm, series. I'm, I'm, I'm in an R in. I'll see, I'll see what the old, uh, weekends looking like and how like, tired i'll be but i'm i'm You'll in an hour tired, about that sunday you know the eights mm-hmm. i might go but uh, yeah, yeah. we'll see because i've got be mike quinn
2: I, have you seen that mike quinn yeah, is going yeah. there mike quinn's gonna be there uh, there's a couple of other uh cool cast and crew from the films that are gonna be there you know i'm gonna be there with the microphone in front of them uh, and we've got some of the local legends like gav back who's gonna be there and i know some of the sessions sick heads are turning up as well so yeah, i'm gonna turn up on a saturday get some get, get a little bit of content maybe a little extra show out of it but also just, you know, you know, me and Luke, we love a star Wars convention. Doesn't matter how big or small it is. We love a star Wars. Oh, we love session. it. We love it. And we, is- yeah. Oh, we, do you know what? Um, I'm thinking
0: there's quite a few things I want to go to this year. Like that London film and comic con look, mm. lineup looks mad. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I already got Katie Sackoff going Misty yeah. Rosas. Um, potentially a uh- so load, load of other people too. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll look into that. We'll keep you guys posted, uh, along with some other events coming up. And getting we, 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 we've penciled into our calendar, but it's not quite pen. We've not quite got the bit there yet, but it's coming. It is coming. Uh, other than that, Matty boy, um, what
2: is what's that noise, mate? What's going on? Whoa. I can hear your sweet tones in my ear, but I think what you mean is that bong I can hear in the background, the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi, which you and I, we know that only means one thing, mate. Mate, mate, it must mean, it must mean, it's Galactic News Round.
0: (sighs) StarWars.com has officially announced a richly cinematic action-adventure video game with an original story helmed by Amy Hennig and Skydance Media.
2: According to Bespin Bulletin, development on Star Wars Eclipse is going better than previously reported and is scheduled to release in 2025. (laughs) More than 1,000
0: items owned by Boba Fett actor Jeremy Bullock go up for sale next month with part of the proceeds going to Parkinson's UK.
2: In an interview with Romper, Bryce Dallas Howard has said that fans of The Clone Wars will be greatly rewarded in the Ahsoka Disney Plus series.
0: And according to reliable source CineLinks, Star Wars Visions is getting a second season.
1: Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson, Max Rebo from Return of the Jedi, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. We like
2: Star Wars at Star Wars Sessions. We like all Star Wars. We like the prequels. We haven't done a prequel episode for a long time. So this week, we, are, we thought we'd go in hard. We thought we'd go and dig deep. We're talking about the pivotal moment that took place in the Galaxy's Opera House in the Uscrew district of Coruscant during a performance of Squid Lake when Palpatine sat down with Anakin Skywalker and pretty much seduced him to the dark side. We are talking about the infamous Opera House scene from Revenge of the Sith. Uh, a film that uh, Luke and I very much enjoy, like I know a lot of you guys do as well. But this scene in particular is lauded by fans. I want to say critics, but in terms of uh, recent Star Wars, J.J. Abrams himself said this is his favourite fil- uh, part of the prequels. And many other critics have said that this was a pivotal scene in Star Wars. so in true sessions fashion we're gonna dive right into it uh rip it apart and see what it's all about aren't we mate
0: yeah we are mate yeah we are like you said the prequels we're prequel babies mm-hmm. you know we we grew up with those bad boys and we have such a strong relationship with those films um and really this is one of the most integral and important scenes of the prequels and arguably of Star Wars, and that's yes. what we're gonna do. Di- that's what we're gonna dig into today because it is it is kind of lauded as that is a really important thing. Why? Why is it important? We all we all know the scene. We all got opinions on it, and we'll get to that obviously later in the Bantina. Um, but dude, I'm I'm so so excited for this. Do you remember, maybe, um watching this for the? first time like revenge of the sith at the cinema in 2005 um you know what was when when you come out of sith was that like a scene that really stuck in your head or is it only like the years later that it like the meaning of it the weight of it like resonated with you what do you reckon
2: certainly the latter in terms of its impact you know in in years that have passed since watching it you know, the more the more you watch it and the more you know, the more you can recontextualize it from other uh, forms and series and movies and whatever. You know, it adds more and more meaning to it. Uh, but, but at the time, obviously, I remember coming out thinking, wow, Anakin and Obi, what a fight. Order 66, blimey. You know, there was many, many big moments in Revenge of the Sith. And yeah, looking back, it's this, this very quiet scene which pretty much takes the galactic cake and coming out watching it in 2005 i remember enjoying it for that reason and we we're enjoying it because yeah. it was a quiet moment between you know the ultimate the phantom menace the ultimate baddie and you know the the, the almost like the naive um starry eyed lad anakin skywalker he didn't you know he wasn't an evil person he just wanted to do right by his wife, by the Jedi, by the galaxy. He didn't want to do bad things. He just wanted to save those he loved. That was it. Palpatine manipulated him in that moment. And I remember watching it for the first time. I mean, and even then, I remember, 17 years on, I remember thinking, he's turning the screw. That's kind of what I was thinking. Now, he's turning the screw here. You know, he's, he's, this is where he's getting his claws in now. Obviously, we don't know. At the time, didn't know where the film was going. because I, I was watching it for the first time. But that's when I do remember vaguely thinking... He's turning the screw here. This is it. Um, but what about you, though, mate? What, what were your thoughts like? What was little Luke's thoughts? Think seeing Luke? this quiet opera scene. Little Luke.
0: Little Luke. Little Luke. It was uh, yeah, two thousand five. I was in primary school, so mm-hmm. for me, I was just kind of figuring out like storytelling. Yep. story arcs even if i didn't really know the 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 what those words meant you know you're, <laughs> you're kind of figuring out like writing your own stories at school i do remember basically writing a, a it, it was kind of like a mix between revenge i think i've said this in a previous, a previous <laughs> yeah. episode maybe I'm, I'm I'm one getting of our, recollections already oh yeah maybe one of our original episodes <laughs> um but I, I i wrote a story uh, in year five the same year uh revenge of the sith came out and it got a really good grade. A really, nice. really, really good grade. And I basically reskinned like the Star Wars prequels. That's basically <laughs> what I did. Like and I just I took the Star Wars prequels and I put it in like a medieval fantasy setting. Like nice, I blended nice. Lord of the Rings and like basically Revenge of the Sith. And um yeah, I and my teacher knew exactly what I was doing and he still like was like, Yep, stamp of approval, this is great. Some
2: would say it was better written than the prequels, the Cynics
0: say listen listen no that's not true yeah, but that's not I, and true I, and i think this like senate thing is uh, <laughs> Senate. They're they're senate. senate. The, the, this opera scene is a big reason as to why you can really you can really like see george's grand plan and george lucas's vision and his talent as a storyteller and I think as a kid, I, I kind of got it. But as you get older, as you rewatch Revenge of the Sith and rewatch the the, the prequels and the, and the Skywalker saga as a whole, I think the gravity of of this scene really, really becomes obvious. Really becomes obvious, and rightly so mate i can't not wait to get stuck into this we've got some audio clips right yeah boy we're gonna be playing them we're gonna be digging into them and recapping them chatting about it what what, what did we find out from this bloody bloody blah. you know the drill you know that you know the uh, deep dives we love it you love it the kids love
2: it that's it lukey boy said it i want to hear it he wants to hear it you want to hear it let's kick it off mate here we go <laughs>
1: wanted to see me, Chancellor. Yes, Anakin, come closer. I have good news. Our clone intelligence units have discovered the location of General Grievous. He's hiding in the Utapar system. At last, we'll be able to capture that monster and end this war. I would worry about the collective wisdom of the Council if he didn't select you for this assignment. You're the best choice, by far. sit down leave us
0: that music <laughs> oh my days yeah what a strong start what a strong start um i think this is this is a great a great start to this scene because it's not immediately obvious what's going on here no Right, and and in retrospect, we know that, but it's not obvious. Um, Anakin is keen to end the war. That's it. That's what he says. He's like, oh, thank goodness, we can capture General Grievous, this scumbag, and we can end this war. Papa Palps brings it back by saying, "Well, for that mission, you know, mate, you'd be the best for this mm-hmm. by far, by." Far oh, he says, Matty boy. So you can see like Anakin's already approaching this conversation from quite an innocent perspective. The only thing that necessarily isn't innocent is their established relationship between yep. Anakin and Papa Babs. You know, a Jedi probably shouldn't be that close to a politician that is that influential, that, that, that is that high up. I mean, at this point, like the you know palps is at the top of the pyramid like, the yeah he is the senate i adore this introduction to this scene my boy i absolutely love it i think um the 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 acting in it is great and i guess we'll we'll go into that but yeah that's what i'm thinking bro
2: yeah i mean anakin was quite good at getting close to senators during his time at which he shouldn't oh. have done and it caused him to go down to the dark side um but yeah, now this opening scene, what I like about this is, like you say, we don't know initially what's going on. Anakin's been summoned. You know, Palpatine wants to see his friend, his young protege. Uh, and, you know, it seems harmless enough. You've got squ- the absurdly named Squid Lake happening in front of him, Cannon. Um, and you've got, but at the same time, there, you've got the Praetorian guards, you've got Slymore. Uh, Massimeda, and a few other nameless geezers there. So there's there's other people there, so it looks innocuous enough, it looks innocent, uh, and Palpatine is just basically, you know, laying on the good news. Hey, look, what, you know, th- those clones, those grand heroes, they found Grievous, here he is, you know, look at me, you know, giving, I, I know everything that's going on, I'm giving you the good news. And then he starts, like say, slathering on the compliments. I would question the collective wisdom of the council if they didn't select you, for this because you're the best by far so he, he he's like that father-son relationship but he's sticking the his claws in now he knows that he either knows that the council aren't going to pick him or he knows that that's what anakin believes as well he he believes he's the best you know yeah you know i, I should be i should be all powerful and all that kind of stuff he's he knows what anakin wants to hear and he's the only one who tells him what he wants to hear And then this moment, it starts off innocently enough. But then my favourite part of this particular moment we've just heard is the way Chancellor Palpatine becomes, you know, Darth Sidious for that one moment where he says, Leave us. Oh, yes. Just says, he just one one quick flick of his head, Leave us. And nobody says anything. They just get up and they go. And that's when you start to see, well, hold on, how much power, unlimited power does this guy have that his these his, his guests without even a blink of an eye they're gone you know anakin himself doesn't even really kind of react too much to it but uh he's probably taken in by that big squid in front of him but yeah that part there though <laughs> mate the transformation make. from palpatine to sidious in that moment especially after the innocence of what came before dude
0: Spot on, my boys. Spot on. And again, we gotta praise Ian McDermott here, oh. man. That acting. It, he's a lot of people always say, I hear this a lot, you know, Ewan McGregor, one of the best, best thing about the prequels. Well, I think Ewan McGregor is, of course, one of the best things about the prequels, but I think Ian McDermott is too. His yeah. acting here is sensational, sensational. Like you said, that just that tiny Leave us. this, this, it's, it's authority in the voice yeah, yeah. and that is that's his true self isn't it because that's what he's all about that is palpatine's yeah. ultimate um goal in life is power yeah.
2: unlimited yeah. power immortality and let's not forget so ian was fit as well documented in the fantastic behind the scenes dvd extras that ian mcdermott had a stinking cold he was under the weather and not feeling well at all during this particular uh sequence. So, he's they, you know, they put his makeup on but he's not feeling good at all you know he's he probably wants to go back to bed and have a cup of hot chocolate or a hot toddy and just go to sleep he that probably helped him to be honest probably. <laughs> probably. even more like a nasally
0: tone yeah 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 it probably helped him because i what this is one of the scenes you know there's always those scenes in star wars films as star wars geeks i'm sure we all do it right right we yeah, just go on youtube and we re-watch scenes like over and over yeah. again. there's your go-to <laughs> scenes that make you feel good that, that, that you know, just give you that. Oh, Oh, that's good. Oh, that's tasty. I can, I can, yeah. That's num num no. And this is one of those scenes. You can just keep digging and digging and dig. It is absolute filth. It is delicious. It is the chicken <laughs> chow mein on in the oh, bowl. Wow. I'm like, destroying yum, that bad boy. Um, <laughs> dude. I think this is a great introduction to this scene. And Just it—it's simple. It's not over the top. It's not overly complicated, which I do feel. Which I do feel, particularly when rewatching things like Attack of the Clones. Sometimes the prequels get—they're weighed down by the complexity of the story, by complexity of plot, and 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 sometimes that is reflected in the dialogue. Mm. However, here, here I think it's straightforward you like we get it the audience gets it it takes its time what a great
2: start yep i agree mate and as we're about to hear this whole thing is still a a dump of exposition but it's the way it is handled it's the way it's delivered and it's absolutely about the way it's executed mate.
1: Anakin, you know I'm not able to rely on the Jedi Council. If they haven't included you in their plot, they soon will. I'm not sure I understand. You must sense what I have come to suspect. The Jedi Council want control of the Republic. They're planning to betray me. I don't think they... Anakin. Search your feeling, You know, don't you? I know they don't trust you. Hmm. Or the Senate. Or the Republic. Or democracy, for that matter. I have to admit, my trust in them has been shaken. Why? They asked you to do something that made you feel dishonest, didn't they? They asked you to spy on me, didn't they? I don't... Uh, I don't know what to say. Remember back to your early teachings. All who gain power are afraid to lose it, even the Jedi. The Jedi use their power for good. Good is a point of view, Anakin. The Sith and the Jedi are similar in almost every way. Including their quest for greater power. The Sith rely on their passion for their strength. They think inwards, only about themselves. And the Jedi don't? The Jedi are selfless. They only care about others.
2: Darth Ladius, <laughs> Darth Sidious, that's it. mate. He's that's it. That's Ian McDermid Pete. is almost purring through some of that dialogue, and that's just hearing that back. I was like, he's purring, he's chewing this up. Yeah. Ian McDermid yeah. himself yeah. said. Yeah, I think it is Orlando 2019 Star Wars Celebration. He called this sequence and scene in moments, he called it deliciously evil. He said it's his favourite scene in all of Star Wars It films is. Because it it's is. him and it's Hayden. You know, he's a he's, a, he's a thespian. He's, he's a, he treads to boards. He's a theatre actor. Uh, so it's just him and another actor here, Hayden Christensen, acting, sitting down, acting, nothing else to it. Yes, they're surrounded by a big old blue screen, but they're still acting and it's the power as we've just said it's the power of the delivery that makes these scenes what they are because you know there's a lot of dialogue going on there there's a lot of back and forward and i absolutely love this bit this particular section of the the scene as well uh you know it's basically he's saying that the jedi Mm. want control of everything you know they don't they don't trust uh, the pa- Palpatine, they don't trust the Senate. They don't trust the Republic or democracy. Mm, Sidious. Mm. Uh, sorry, Sidious. Well, it might as well be Palpatine is basically feeding Anakin that look, the Jedi, they don't, they want to take control. They want to betray me. They don't trust anything apart from myself, which is when we get the knowledge that, you know, Anakin says, you know, actually my trust has been shaken. And, and it's one of those light bulb moments for Papa palps he, he turns around. He's like, Why? And right. that's, it's that moment there, isn't it, where, he, where he's like, right, right, I've got an in here. Right, right. It's
0: genius. The writing here is very, very, very good. Very, very good. And I think he delivers it. And this is Ian McDermott, but Palpatine is a character too. He's delivering these lines and this message from almost like a vulnerable what in in a vulnerable way like he Mm -hmm. sounds vulnerable he's softly spoken again he's quiet you know i didn't until watching this again like over the weekend and studying it i didn't realize how quiet this scene was yeah you know you can hear the mute the the, the squid like (laughs) thing in the background which is phenomenal but uh (laughs) but yeah you don't realize and really how Quiet and, and therefore how personal this conversation Mm -hmm. is. And what he's saying this, he sounds vulnerable. He's saying, Oh, yeah, not able to rely on Jedi Council. Um, and he talks about how there's a plot against him. Yeah. You know, and how he he used, he used that expression, uh, not trusting that the Jedi don't trust democracy. Mm. We've got to bear in mind here something really, really important, right? Palpatine is using democracy. As a word to represent himself, yeah, he is democracy, right? But that isn't wrong. That isn't wrong. Actually, that's right because Papa Babs was legally, legally elected into his political position, right? Yeah, he exploited it, but he 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 was legally elected into this system. At this point, he was not. He was not a dictator. He was no. not an emperor. He was the legal head of state. He became the dictator later on, as, as we know. But I think this is so interesting. It's, it's so rich in storytelling, you know, the words being used here and how really this just mirrors history. In so many ways, in like our history, in so yeah. many ways, and I'm sure in Star Wars history too, and all kinds of mythology, that there's this person who's a great wordsmith and he's completely manipulating not just the situation, but the people around him. And he's trying to dig, he's trying to tap into Anakin. But I think what this scene kind of shows, Matty Boy. Mm-hmm is that Anakin doesn't quite fall for it. Like, he's hearing him, he's hearing him, he's hearing him, and he's like, yeah, yeah, no, look, I'll be honest. I see where you're coming from. I see that there's a concern with the Jedi. Anakin is right. Yeah, Anakin is it. right. Anakin is right. The Jedi aren't flawless here, but because the Jedi aren't flawless, it doesn't mean they're the bad guys and the Sith are the right guys. Are the good guys? Yeah, no, no, no yeah. <laughs> you know it, it, that's not what it means. But the Jedi aren't what they should be, right? Yeah. Anakin can see that, and Papa Palps is trying to he's trying to punch through. He's trying to weaken <laughs> Anakin. But I don't think in this moment, Matty boy. I don't think he quite seduces Anakin. He doesn't do it because Anakin still knows the difference between Sith and Jedi, good and bad, loving others, being selfless, love being at the core of what you, you a, a Jedi should be doing. Right? Yeah. I yeah. don't know.
2: Yeah, no, I no, think that. Right. Yeah. I think you're right, mate. It's very Shakespearean the way this is all delivered. Yeah. I, which is what I love the most about it as well. And look, yeah. uh, how, what Palpatine's saying as well isn't isn't wrong. You know, Anakin was asked by the Council Obi Wan as the, as the spokesperson to spy on the Chancellor. We know that the Jedi Council didn't trust Palps because they said, you know, he was you know he holds this position basically in an interim term. If he overstays his welcome, well, you know, we're going to have to do something about that. So what Palps is saying is like, annoyingly, frustratingly true that, you know, the Jedi don't trust me then they are going, in his in his words, portray him. The Jedi themselves, mm. the council said, you know, we're going to have to do something if this fellow doesn't come out, uh, relinquish power, we're going to have to take control of the Senate. So well, hold on. Okay, so Palps, Palps is aware of this. Anakin knows that they have their misgivings about him. So... Palps is just kind of re- telling Anakin what he knows is getting a little bit of information out of him. I.e., Yeah. I, you know, my trust has been shaken as well. And what you said actually was, was bang on the money as well. When you say Palps is, you know, he's trying to push through that, that paper thin wall that Anakin has between, yeah. you know, his, which is basically his mental state, his allegiance to the Jedi, um, and to, and to the light side of the force. When, you know, Palpatine says, you know, all those who gain power are afraid to lose it. Even the Jedi, you know, and and Anakin's not afraid to fight back. He said, no, no, you know, the Jedi use their power for good. The uh, palps says the Sith and yes. the Jedi, they're similar in almost every way, mate, including their quest for power. Anakin, the Sith rely on their passion for, for their strengths. They only think about themselves and the Jedi don't. You know, and, and Anakin, even then, he's like, no, mate, you know, the Jedi, we, yes. we are selfless. You know, we only care about others. And it's that point there that Palp is like, I've got to up my game here. You know, the, right. the guy, the guy, right. I, the guy, you know, he's fighting back. He, he believes in what he's saying. You know, I've got to, I've got to now go for, you know, I've got, I've got to turn the screw completely here. But I love the fact that we have that moment. Anakin, whilst we do know that he is teetering now on the edge, he's also, he still believes in the core of the, the Jedi teachings. As we find out later on in the film, you know, it's not the Jedi way. He must stand. Tr- Even then he's like, no, you know, there is a code. We are the Jedi. We have this code to follow, and it's all, and it's all of the other Jedi, the Council around him, are falling apart. And Anakin's the one trying to steadfast hold on to those beliefs in the face of, uh, in the face of treachery from the Council, in the face of manipulation from Sidious. Anakin's the one in the middle of it, saying, "No, no, you know, the Jedi. We are the good guys. We're not like the Sith at all." And yeah, I, I yeah. love that, that. Even in this moment, it is at his most vulnerable, Anakin. Yeah. He still, you know, he still holds dear those Jedi values. He's still got faith. Mm-hmm. He has faith. It might have been shaken,
0: right? Yeah, it he might said, be a he bit He might take a few issues of one or two things, but he knows that it's the truth. Yep, he knows that it's right, and therefore, Palpatine's thinking, man. We're in a bit of a problem here. This is a sticky situation. going to have to bring out the big guns, which we'll get to. But what, what I see here, Matty boy, is three major like problems for Anakin. Yep. Anakin's never had a father figure. Yes, true. Yep. So remember, the, one of the core themes of Star Wars, family. Anakin's father figure, although short-lived, was Qui-Gon. Yep. He immediately clicked of Qui Gon, and that was his role model, his father figure. Obi Wan was an older brother, not a father. Yeah, you were so my brother, Anakin. Who, yep. Who filled the role of Qui Gon Jinn? Mm-hmm. Palpatine. A bad Papa association. Palpatine. A bad association. Who spoil Anakin's useful habits? Right. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, completely
2: infiltrated him completely infiltrated him slowly. He groomed him really. You know, I don't, you're, that, that's, yes, you're right. it's like the angel and devil on his shoulder, that old cliche. You've got uh, Palpatine whilst he's tries to come across as friendly. He's saying the right things to, to get Anakin on board, which, and there's exactly. a, there's a fantastic um, juxtaposition, fantastic parallel, which we'll mention shortly, which totally relates to that. But um, but you're spot on yeah Qui-Gon he believed in Anakin he he bought he he bought him to the council he believed in him he was gone too soon yep. he was kind of thrust upon Obi-Wan who did the best he could in exactly the middle of a war but you know Palpatine, he did it out of you know, duty he did it out of duty and eventually sort of love uh, hmm. but Palpatine you know, as a, a politician a senator eventually the chancellor you know he's kind of like that caring you know a, a, a wise wise man like wise folk who can you know, offer uh, experience and wisdom. Be that shoulder to cry on. Be that person that you can, you know, tell things that maybe you can't tell Obi Wan or Yoda. You know, I, I can tell, I can confide in Palpatine. But by doing that, he's opening himself up to exactly what Palpatine wants. Palpatine just needs an in. He needs something. He needs to find that that one weakness of Anakin that he can so, manipulate.
0: So the other, so we've got f- those three problems. That I was saying, you got. The dad issue, right? We've mentioned faith, yeah? And actually his faith, it's rocky, but it it wasn't quite... It's intact. Yeah, it's intact. At this point, it is intact. The third one. The third one. Love. Yes. Romance. Love.
2: Genuine love.
0: Genuine love. And people can do crazy, crazy stuff for love if their other principles aren't in check
2: yep and like you said mate Palpatine tried he tried punching it didn't work and like you said it's time to bring out the big guns do
1: you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Whites no I thought not it's not a story the Jedi would tell you it's a Sith legend Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. He could actually save people from death. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. What happened to him? He became so powerful. The only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. It's ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi.
3: Lies,
0: deception. <laughs> <laughs> I can never think. I can never think of that during this. I can never think of that during this. Wow. <laughs> I mean, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. You know, one of the. I, I genuinely think one of the greatest uh, lines and deliveries in all of Star Wars. Um. And there's so much to unpack. So much to unpack. You know, um, this is a very, very, very special scene. Very special, special scene. Um, I think there are a lot of uh, parallels going on here between not only Star Wars, but mythology, the greater. And even just accounts and teachings in the greater in in our world. Um, And it's all lies, isn't it? It's all lies. It's all temptation. And Palpatine knows what he's doing because Anakin has shared these things that he shouldn't have shared anyway, but he shouldn't be doing is the more important thing. But um, because he's, he's, he's shared this, he's, he's given this trust to Palpatine. Palpatine knows exactly what's going down. He knows about Anakin's dreams. He knows that he's scared and he has this, this fear of Padme's death and Palpatine once again is exploiting it he is exploiting it and the way he does oh my word Ian McDermott in this scene Matty boy just goes from like he was on a 10 out of 10 anyway this guy is going way up into the high double digits right he's just smashing it out the park Ian McDermott you are just
1: So good. So good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right.
2: When Dan, when Dan Sexton says you are, you know you are. No, you're you're, you're right, mate. The the opulence of the event of Squid Lake is matched only by Sidious's final piece of his grand plan, the manipulative seduction of Anakin. It is deliciously evil. It is awful. Like you said, Palps knows that uh, Anakin... You know, fears to lose Padme like he did his mother. So he what does he do? He manipulates that fear exactly. which is exactly. which is awful. And do you know what, mate? This is the parallel I mentioned earlier on. Previously, Yoda mm-hmm. was saying to Anakin, <laughs> let go of your fears. You know, basically ignore the visions. There's nothing you can do about it. Palps is saying, Do you know what? You, I know you what you're scared of. You know, I, I you know I know I know somebody who who could help people from dying. You know, I can teach you these things. He's basically the antithesis. Now he's the opposite of what Yoda's saying. Yoda's urging Anakin to let go, and Palpatine is saying, "Not so, not so fast." He's living in fear. Palpatine is basically saying, "I can help you here. The Jedi cannot." And it, th- he knows it's gonna, that's going to work, and that is exactly what it is. That's exactly what works, as Hayden Christensen said on the, the, the behind the scenes. He said, "You know, Palpatine instills these very profound notions of grandeur into Anakin's uh, head, who's he's only too willing to listen. Now he will see, will fight for his faith in that middle section, but when it comes to saving his the love of his life, you know, the reason for his being, almost Padme." He'll do anything. As we know, he'll do anything to save her. Palpatine knows that. He exploits it in the most delicious way. And at the same time, yeah, we get we get to hear the the tragedy of Darth Plagueis to Wise, which gives us a little backstory on Palpatine itself. We get to find out more about how Sith uh, Master and Apprentice works, but we also basically get a victory lap for, for, for Palpatine by yeah. Palpatine. We're- he might as well be patting himself on the back the whole yeah. time, mate isodic ironic the- if there is so much in this there is so there, there is so much
0: lore so much filth i mean we have a whole character based from this this account right these, these seconds <laughs> yeah. seconds of dialogue we have a whole story and that's what world building is that is good world building and good storytelling right there when yep. i think of this account my boy i you know i can't help but think of I referred to it earlier, about parallels maybe between, um, you know, like forbidden fruit, right? Yeah, in, in the of Garden course. of Eden, being Temptation. told, yeah, exactly. Like if you have this fruit, you know, you'll know uh, from good, from bad, right? You, and it was all lies. It's all rubbish, right? And that's exactly what this is. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. And Anakin is going, yeah, all right, you know, he's, he's – <laughs> Palps has exploited that weakness, and Anakin yep. is happy to go along with it. And that is the power of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stories really, really can, can make people do awful things, awful, awful things. And they can, they can even make people abandon their faith, abandon their beliefs, abandon what makes them them. You know, yeah, and that's what Anakin's done. Anakin's gone. yeah, forget it. All of this stuff I've learned. All, all of uh, my, my family, my friends. Obi Wan, Qui- what was Qui Gon? Yoda. All the uh, um, Kiadi Mundi. You know what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Conehead. Slabhead, Conehead. <laughs> oh yeah, Slabhead. That's uh, old Harry Maguire, isn't it? Ooh, but Ooh. like, it, but I, I think um, it, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastically told. It's fantastically written. And it's also a little bit heartbreaking because that's what it took. That's what it took. It took this story. It took just this story, this account from a trusted father figure to completely, to completely corrupt Anakin and go, okay. And the irony here is that Anakin still, there was still good in him and he still tried to do the right thing. Even, even with, uh, he went and told Mace Windu, yep. right. And, and he reported on Papa Palps, you know, yep. he, he told on him and, you know, Anakin was still kind of trying to do the right thing, but that temptation was still too was strong torn, in the end.
2: Wasn't he? he was torn between the Jedi faith, but at the same time, he harbors some kind of friction or resentment towards them because they couldn't, or were they would refuse to aid him in his, you know, uh, his plight to try and save Padme from a, you know, a, a certain death according to his visions. Whereas Palpatine was putting out his hand, saying, "Follow me, I can, I can help." And th- there's also that Sir. line in it where he says, "You know, he 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 could infiltrate, sorry, he could manipulate the midichlorians to create life." And he looks at Anakin. He looks at Anakin and says, like, as if to say. You, my friend, born of the Force, born of the midichlorians that my master created. Now, that's not confirmed. That's like one of those cool, uh, like, legends, mm. literal mm. legends like, within Star Wars that, you know, they're always going to play it. They're always going to flirt with the idea that, yeah, Palps helped create Anakin somehow, or him and Plagueis were messing around and actually it, it uh, begat the chosen one. They're never going to confirm, and I don't care if they do. But I love that like, the.
0: Subscribe to that, by the way i've never
2: subscribed i don't mind the idea of it but i love the sliminess he the way he looks at me, so like you know he can create life you know we as an audience know that anakin didn't have that father figure he was born of the force and the scene itself is it, it, it's totally recontextualized or retroactively changes now uh in hindsight when he says you know the dark side is a pathway to some a bit to ability some makers it sort of unnatural with obviously the rise of skywalker that yep, now yep. acts as a pathway into the return of Palpatine. And listen, whatever we think about that, I'm not here for that. But as JJ said, he—I I, I, paraphrase, but almost verbatim—he said it was the perfect setup. It was there. He said it. You know, you know, he—he he, he could, you know, it's a, uh, a pathway to some abilities you consider natural. He could cheat death. Blah blah blah. Palpatine's master was Plagueis. He—he he knew all about it. It was there for him. So yes. as an audience, we're hearing this and we're like, well, okay. So Palpatine's killed his master, but he's telling us this story as if it's some kind of like urban legend to kind of comfort Anakin almost is to say like this guy did it. And together we can work together and save bad but But can, can, is it possible to learn this? Not from a Jedi. Oh. Anakin knows a Jedi oh. can't help him because of attachment and all that uh, stuff. But Palpatine has based. He turned around. This, this is when the hook is in. No Jedi is helping you with this one, mate. But I can, and it is—it is so delicious the way the way it's done. Uh, yeah, I can say it's been recontextualised, but that's only a good thing. But in the moment, it's so delicious. Anakin has been sliding into the dark side since the Phantom Menace when he left his mother. And I rewatched those films recently, and you can see like, the mm. way he's mm. arguing back with the council, little Annie, little Jake. Attack of the Clones—he loses his mother, of course. The outbursts against Obi Wan, the Tuscan slaughter, that the marriage itself. Anakin's been on a slide the whole time. Like we said, he's trying to save himself. He's trying to remain true to his teachings, but love, you know, love will tear us apart as the old song goes. And Palpatine knows that mate, doesn't he? He knows it. I'm so glad
0: you mentioned rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad because I do think this is where ultimately this is where the, the rise of Skywalker has real, real strength real yep. strength because when you think of this scene like you said it is so it, it relates so much to the rise of skywalker because not only is it almost prophetic or palpatine returning because once again let's remember palpatine's return is not what return um palpatine's death is not what return of the jedi is all about that's not the point right mm-hmm. the point is that the jedi returned through love whether palpatine died or not isn't really the point there's always going to be baddies there's always going to be darkness in the galaxy in this star wars galaxy that's the story it's always going to be there it always was there and it will be in the future we need a jedi to protect us Mm -hmm. and so palpatine returns now this whole scene also you know, uh, saving the ones you love from dying, influencing the midichlorians. What Anakin set out to do, what Anakin wanted to do to save Padme, 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 what? Weird, padme. I've never said that in my life. Padme. <laughs> yeah. I hate, no, padme. I hate, I hate, I detest that pronunciation when people say Padme. It's Padme. It's, the, it's the got the accent. Come on. Come on. Come on, you yeah, schmucks. You uncultured right. swines. swines. But, um, <laughs> dude, like... um. When, when you think of Anakin going out to save Padme from death, yes. it's what Ben Solo does by resurrecting Ray. Yeah, it is the full circle, it is the completion of Anakin's kind of peak Jedi, like peak life. That's what he wants to do. He just wants I'll to finish save what you started.
2: Padme. Exactly. That's not what he meant, but. You know, no, but, you know, but, he did. In uh, this sense, he did. Yeah, exactly. He in, it, ben, Kylo
0: thought, "Well, I'm going to finish what you started in in another way. Right? Yeah, oh, I'm going to yeah. do it like militarily and like, building an empire." Of course, he was. He was blinded. He was drunk. He, with with the dark side, but he did do that by saving Ray because, of course, he won a goodie at that time. There was like, good in him. But that's the point. There is good in a lot of us, but it's what we decide to do about it that matters. And that's why I think this scene is so important, so beautiful, not just for um, the, the, the prequels, but for the originals too. When you yes. think that Luke saved Vader out of love because he knew there was still good in him. He saved him spiritually because Luke saved Vader spiritually. He carried on in the afterlife. He saved him. That's what, yep. that's what Vader said to Luke, you, you know, oh, but I want to save your father. And Vader goes, but you already have
2: Luke. You, you already, already have. have. You've done
0: it. It's, it's beautiful. And then Ben Solo does that physically with Ray. I, I I think, and when, when you think about it like that, that's where I really do see this, mate. I really, really, really do see this as a nine part Skywalker saga.
2: Yeah. 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 Spot on, mate. You're spot on. The, this scene in, in in and of itself, watching not a new true or just watching Revenge of the Sith by itself is a fabulous scene because of all everything we said. It, it it's Palpatine, you know, showing him his true self. Pretty much, he is as Sidious as he's ever going to be around Anakin without fully donning the robe and the cowl. And it's Anakin realizing that you know the Jedi can't help him. All he wants to do is save his wife. He the Jedi won't do that. He's been given an out here. He still believes in his faith. What does he do? Can, can he still be true to the Jedi, but, you know, take these teachings? What does he do? It's it's very, very, very well written. It's so well, uh, it's so, hey, I'm going to say, it. it's so well executed, mate. <laughs> uh, the scene itself, before I actually go on in terms of that, it, yeah, we know that there's a lot of technical wizardry going on, and a lot of the time, certainly in Hayden's performance, it was his performance in this scene is spliced together from various takes, as you can see by his face kind of morphing very subtly at certain times. And I know that a lot of actors aren't very keen on that way of doing it because it's not a natural performance. That's not watching them. So, you know, it's a it's a pathway to some, you know, some people might consider it's unnatural, but, you know, that's not <laughs> Hayden's performance. That is a collection of, and hey, look, if you didn't know that, You don't know that it doesn't affect it, but it's very interesting that George was even tinkering with his actors' performances, and I think that a few of the the actors weren't particularly pleased about it. But you know, George. In the end of the day, George. George is gonna George. But um, yeah, but this scene, my friend, is pivotal to this film. It's pivotal to the prequels, of course. It's then pivotal, pivotal can't talk to the original trilogy, and now it's pivotal to the sequel trilogy. It is the setup for Palpatine. If he's going to return, we spec- we um, hypothesize on this show, that that would be the line, you know, you know, you know, that is how they're going to do it. They're going to, if they're going to do it, they have to zone in on this scene. And to be fair to JJ and Terrio, they're taking some flack on this show as well. But, they knew that that was the perfect setup. It's it's a great scene, mate. It's well acted. Ian is great. Uh, Hayden is very good. The setting is brilliant. The restraint they show is fabulous. The the ambient music is great. You know, the absurdity of what they're watching at the same, the grandeur and opulence of it. Like I said, only matched by Palpatine's slimy machinations. You know, it's widely held up as one of the best scenes in the saga, not just for its acting or performance, but because of what it means and going back to revisit it mate it's, it's been an absolute joy to kind of tear back the layers to what's going on and and, and really see what the phantom menace what he was trying to achieve
1: this is guy henry known for playing grand moff tarkin in rogue one and you're listening to star wars sessions probably
2: britain's greatest star wars podcast I bet in the galaxy's opera house when they watched the squid, I bet he got a couple of decent uh, beverages there, my friend. I bet they were serving those. Ooh. I bet Palps didn't pay for a single pint all night. Uh, maybe he wasn't. He didn't have a cold. Maybe he was just, like really hanging. But um, yeah, well, maybe, he, he was maybe. In- maybe sean hudson was there and he was paying for all the tricks. <laughs> yeah, he was getting palpatine shots of jaeger all night and he's like i just <laughs> want to watch the squids man yeah. maybe the Squid like, that's all he was seeing was just like whoa what's going on man House loves a drink in that sense and we have pulled up the falcon outside of our favorite dusty drinking hole the Bantina. the only question that remains now my friend is shall we uh, it's it,
3: can i offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative, of Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anzi, give me the spiciest drink you've got.
2: Pour me another Parkellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? I am the Senate. Uh, yes, the Bantina. For those who are new to the show and to our faithful older listeners, each week we sit down with you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a few kef beers and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week we wanted to know what you thought of the infamous offra scene from Revenge of the Sith.
0: And um, we got some crazy good responses. Some good, some bad, some in between, but generally positive uh to kick us off is our boy watch out he might pop out the bush and punch <laughs> an an in the face
3: <laughs> he
0: will, <laughs> he, will. <laughs> he will alex jessup said this i think this is so well executed <laughs> Wee. Wee. Don't you it.
2: Jessup. That's a hat trick, in it? <laughs> it's a mouthful of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't sue oh, oh, us, oh, Jessup. Yes, that is a hat trick. Yes, that is, oh, that is a hat oh, trick. War Rob, War Rob, War Rob.
0: War That's me, mate. Mon trying to have a drink. That's pretty much me every every morning. You know, I'm not quite got my wits about me. And um, right, okay. So he says he he says that anyway. He goes on to say Palp's manipulation of Anakin and uh, and his first step into planting ideas in his head to start the descent to the dark side yeah. spot on there alex uh amon jacob said this i quite like it mcdermott gets to be sinister but not in the usual cackling sidious kind of way mm. fantastic point point. And, and i was going to say like that's kind of expanding more on, on the baddies and the evil side in, in in pop culture and films in general you know Here it's not quite so obvious that that he is the dark side, especially from Anakin's perspective. Yes eamon goes on to say although i would have loved to see plagueis in live action with palpatine's narration over the top wow imagine that um and seb skywalker aka at the jedi uh well the underscore jedi underscore path underscore on instagram sent us this cheeky voice
3: message Matty boy let's hear it Mm -hmm. I think what I like most about the opera scene from Revenge of the Sith is how it's a critical point in establishing Palpatine's manipulation of Anakin, um, how he's sowing seeds of doubt in making him question the Jedi council's motives and his, their belief in Anakin's skills, um, and also challenging the ideological differences between the Jedi and Sith and essentially saying that they're one and the same thing, you know, good as a point of view. Um, and then playing on Anakin's insecurities um, about losing people he cares about and that the Jedi won't have the power to do that. Only the, you know, the story about this Dark Lord of the Sith could. And the very end, the end scene, end quote of the scene, after Anakin says, is it possible to learn this power? Palpatine says confidently, not from a Jedi.
1: How about
3: spot, that? Spot on. On
0: Seb, spot on. It's vital. It's vital. It's one of my favourite scenes. I'm loving. I'm loving all of this. I'm, I was I, I was scrolling through, especially Twitter, all those comments. Yeah. I was like, man, this this is great. Uh, but um, yeah, it was it was fun getting everyone's perspectives.
2: Uh, yeah, Eamon's a beefcake, and whilst he and he's a very good writer in his own it, right it, as well. Um, is, I was thinking actually when he when you were. Uh, reading what he said, I was thinking, I wonder how different the scene could have played out if we'd had you know what would have probably been the first ever flashback in Star Wars you know they could they could still do that now if they ever wanted to, but how different would the scene have played out i mean it's easy to say i don't think it would have been as effective because the beauty is in the simplicity, but at, you know, at the same time, who knows it, you know seeing a younger palpatine being a naughty boy could have actually enhanced it but we're, we're, who knows we're never going to know but uh, a fab- fantastic uh, points: at Alex, Amon, and Seb. First-time voice messenger. Um, Rob Walton says the dialogue is pure exposition, so it could have been incredibly clunky, but it was also beautifully directed and performed to become an elegant character study of Anakin and Papa Palps. Best scene in Return of the Sith. Steffi Sports says incredible, one of the best scenes in cinema, let alone Star Wars. Ooh. Whereas J E Camp eighty-six on Twitter said, "I get its importance." But the pacing is terrible. So, my man, we've got, you know, one of the best scenes in cinema, beautifully directed, as an elegant character study, which it is. Uh, and we've got uh, Jeremy saying, you know, I, I get his important, but it's terribly paced. What do you say, mate? What are the pacing of it? Because it is, I think, intentionally slower, but do you think it um, disrupts what, before that, is quite a an energetic, like, frenetic, kinetic film? I think it's important and personally i think it's
0: warranted that it slows down because i if anything i wished something like the rise of skywalker slowed down when the rise of skywalker slows down it smashes it out the park completely Mm -hmm. um case in point ben solo with han with with it with his dad Phenomenal. Slows down. Like, the
2: Zori Bliss and Poe Dameron on the rooftop of Kijimi. Slows yeah. down. They're talking. you know, you, know, you want to come with me? That kind. Of, that seems like it slows down, and it's a it's a moment between two characters in and amongst the madness. That that film did need more of those, but Revenge of the Sith did also.
0: Yeah. But it's not, it's not for everyone. I did actually ask Jeremy. I was like, oh, what? I, I, I said, why is that, mate? Does it take too long? And he went, yeah, the pacing of the words said seems like it came from someone that took NyQuil. It just <laughs> didn't work for me. That's a so, sleeping yeah, agent for those who don't know. Yeah, it's not, listen, it's not for everyone, it's not for everyone, but I genuinely believe, I genuinely believe this is one of the most important scenes in all of Star Wars, and I'm glad that it comes across like that, and I'm glad that it's performed so well, because it carries so much, not just for this film, not just for this this trilogy, not just, it's for the whole saga, for all of Star Wars, and it's one of the most important lessons for us to take away from it. So for me, it's incredibly well paced, incredibly well paced, and I think a lot of the other Star Wars films can learn from it because not only is it well placed, well paced, uh, and placed, and takes its time, but it's quite serious. Has a lot going for it. It's mm-hmm. not just like, and it's not just like bad happens for the sake of bad, you, right? It's no, more I than that. and I, I think. Yeah, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that. So, that's what I yeah,
2: think, Yeah, I read, like Ian said, I can't say any better, it's deliciously evil. And, you know, sometimes deliciously evil plans take their time. And I like that, Palpatine. Right. Because, I think like Eamon said, during the film, we get the you know, whole unlimited power and Palpatine just hamming it up, <laughs> you know, cackling. Here, he's, you know, he isn't. He's, you know, he's taking his time. pondering, almost pondering every word. The delivery to make sure it hits the beat and the emotion he needed to in order to snare Anakin over to the dark side. So, yeah. uh, I hear you, mate. Though, like I said, we got we got plenty of detractors who said, "Yeah, the scene didn't quite work." But for me, I'm glad that you know one of the most iconic films that uh, scene, sorry, in Star Wars was in the prequels. I'm glad the prequels have their moment in the sun. They get derided, they get laughed at. Hey, look, we like to we have a bit of fun with the prequels, as we do with the OT and the ST and the man and everything. We have a fun bit of yeah, everything. Yeah, the, but the prequels did get bashed, but you know there they have got some pivotal moments and fabulous moments and this may be the best one of them all so i'm glad the prequels yes. have their moment in the sun when it comes to best moments in star wars so uh, thank you everyone for sending in your comments and your voice messages for this week's edition of the bantina if we didn't get around to playing you or talking about you or reading out what you said this week please don't be disheartened never do that because we'll do everything we can to get you on a future edition of the
3: bantina For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions.
1: You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best
0: podcast. Oh, my boy has a weird blue elephant on the camera. What's that?
2: Dumbo, isn't it? Oh, is it Dumbo? It's that elephant there from
0: uh, Disney. I, do you know what I, there's Got a lot a of disney on. films there's a lot of disney films that so i it was like a hat i didn't i did yeah <laughs>
1: do you He's know what i've not seen
0: i've not seen a lot of disney films they're good you know that um and I'll, t- I'll tell you why i'll tell you why i tell everyone this it's because my brother was really moany as a kid and um, Not James no, he, was, he was beautiful. He's beautiful, my brother. But he was he always, you know, smooth ride. It was hard work. And mum and dad uh, had to like buy films for both of us. Yeah, of like, course. Uh, and, like, a like VHS set. This was while we were living in Devon. We didn't have loads of money. Mm-hmm. And um, mum and dad would get like a VHS for us, like on on whenever. And yeah. it would have to like suit both of us, of course. And I was especially when I was a kid. I was quite easy going, happy to like. It's- Doing the same stuff <laughs> yeah and well i don't know, but but they would get stuff like phantom menace and we would watch that it's a disney film now <laughs> yeah i suppose that's true but yeah loads of like i grew up like not what I've, I've still not seen lion king like oh, mate. little mermaid all
2: these like disney i'm not seeing them well my, because of my sister my mum. we'd had the same problem but because of we, because of my sister well that changed the dynamics so And mum and dad's like well She's not going to want to watch, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever, the, you know, t- Teenage Turtles or something. She's going to want to watch the Disney films, um, yeah. which turned out to be a blessing in disguise because I genuinely enjoy most of them. Some of them are a bit yeah. dated now and some of them look a bit naff, mm. but for the most part, some of the best films of all time, like The Beauty and the Beast, the oh. 1991, are the best films ever made. And it's an animated film. Like The Lion King is, I watched it the other day, it was on Terrestrial in the UK. I was like, this is, this is just great. And I watched a lot of Disney last week with uh, Olivia. You yeah. know, some of the new stuff, Encanto, uh, Ryan yeah. and the Last Dragon, oh, which is fantastic. Encanto Kanto's so good, isn't it? It's nice. It's, right. it's, it's so, so
0: good. good.
2: yeah. but I think Ryan and the Last Dragon was one of the, was, I think it's one of my top 10 of last year, I think, or top 15. I Love loved Raya. it. Turning Red's very good, a lot of fun. Uh, Zootropolis, yeah. Luca, all these kind of, you know, I watched a lot of them last week and you forget, it's, you know, maybe not Luca, that was a bit cack, but uh, the majority oh, of was the it? film, so I didn't like that film very much, but, you know, almost uh-huh. all of the stuff they put out in Pixar is is great, so um well, I don't I've even know been, how we I've got onto int- this.
0: I've been introduced to a lot of that because because you brought a Dumbo on. Like, right. I was like, what on earth is that? Why, why is that on the camera? Look, listen, I was going to say, it's the spices part of the Buddha Bantina, it's the Patreon questions section, and to kick us off this week is a naughty legend, it's Gordon Brown himself. He goes and asks this, mate Boy, oi oi fellas not sablay fellas, fellas. Uh, there are so many great star wars toys and super items of merchandise available out there aside from any of the amazing figures which i know you both enjoy collecting uh, which now. star wars toy <laughs> yeah which star wars toy would you most like to add to your collection it will be a popular selection um, but the Lego Millennium Falcon is probably my pick. Keep it spicy and hi to all my fellow sessioners. Uh, what a lovely, well-written and, and sweet question. mate boy,
2: what are you saying, mate? Well, I know a lot of people want that Lego Millennium Falcon. It ain't cheap. But it, but it looks fabulous, mate. Me, yeah. um, I mean, I'd like one that doesn't exist. I want a Stinger Mantis from Fallen Order. I'd love a model of that. I think that would be great. <laughs> I'm, I like the idea of like ship models. You know, what I mean, I, I like, I think uh, mm. with a ship model, depending on the scale, you can almost get away with displaying it, and you know, it kind of just like blending in with your existing decor. Whereas certain figures and that, uh, and like you, you can't because. There's a Ray and a Jin so forces of destiny It doesn't quite fit in quite as well, mm. but uh, I have those over there. Um, I would like that. I'd like um, a clone helmet. You know, a we, we've got our Boba Fett, we've got these uh, Sith trooper and all the other ones that are out there. But I'd love a clone trooper helmet. But uh, something that you can actually get is something which I want to get recently. I've been putting the word out. Is is a, a lightsaber. And I'd like, um, again, all jokes aside, he No, guess what he's going to say, but I would like Ray's lightsaber from the Rise of Skywalker. I think that's a beautiful lightsaber. But just any lightsaber, like a decent, like a, a quality lightsaber. We know our boy Sith Slayer uh, creates those like nobody's business. They are fabulous, but a proper top quality lightsaber, whether it's Luke's, Anakin's, uh, Ray's, Obi-Wan's, Sid, yep. whoever, a really decent lightsaber. So, you know, they're readily available, but they're quite pricey. But that, something like that, because, you know, I'd like to have that on a little stand, a little display stand on the on the coffee table or on the shelf and, you know, whatever. So for me, you know, if, if I couldn't get, like, a clone helmet, it would be a very good lightsaber, mate. Or Cal Kestis's lightsaber. But what about oh, you, mate? That's a great,
0: great answer. Mm-hmm. I have a similar answer. Mm-hmm. but I, I have a lightsaber already, but you can't detach the hilt. Mm-hmm. That's well, what I want, I a detachable, like, yeah. What I would like is just, like, a a, a, uh, a really good replica of maybe the Skywalker saga, um, the Skywalker saber, yeah. or um, probably Luke's saber from Return of the Jedi. Just literally, the Hilt on its own, just, like, on top of a bookcase, yeah, or with yeah. books, just kind of in the background but not obvious a lot of people would be like what is that lump that's what i mean yeah yeah that is delicious absolutely delicious i'll be honest gordon though so many i love so many of the action figures um (laughs) uh, i really really do i'm not sure i don't think this counts because this isn't an action figure per se but dude that has lab Razor Crest. Oh, oh I'm so oh, jealous of everyone who signed up for that and backed it. It's beautiful. I couldn't, I couldn't justify that
2: at the time. I, I couldn't, couldn't
0: justify
3: that now. I no, could, that's but then free, I, couldn't.
0: yeah, you lads you should. There, there are some on the secondary
2: market, but I think they go no. for a lot yeah. more money. Oh, no, if, think, if if they who is that for backing now at his original price, would I'd jump on it? board with that. I would, would do, you? Yeah, because what was it, like, with, with, with the hindsight, yeah, 300 quid, but yeah, I'm not paying, I'm not paying any more than that for a secondary one, you know.
0: I, I, listen man i think it's a good Im- it's a good investment it's beautiful and mm-hmm. i think to display it looks good i think i really like the cell barge too. some peeps are, i yeah. think that was a house lab too right yeah it was, was yeah uh, what
2: about the Rancor? Mm. i have i ranted about the Rancor before yeah. i think i have
3: we that. did yeah. pre
2: boba fett and now so, we're like you know well, that probably could have been quite a good to back that if they
0: if they would have done it after boba fett like especially if they timed it like the week after boba Fett or something it would have yeah. it would have been bad it would have done it would have been done. It yeah. done yeah it would have uh, yeah i would i, I think, want done a- i was gonna say i really like a lot of the memorabilia and weird stuff especially from phantom menace
2: <laughs> yeah. um like a cup of anakin's head or something
0: yeah exactly that um because that's what we all need in our life just used to i mean <laughs> Matty boy, I'm jealous of you because you have a Bib Fortuna mug.
2: Oh mate, it's, and, yeah, I can drink out of Bib's hollowed skull not, whenever I want. I mean, that might be one of the best things I've ever seen you buy. Well, you guys did. I say you guys corralled together, and I, I wouldn't say make me buy it because I'm very easily swayed. But you guys were like, "Yeah, get it." Because what's the it? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, do you know what? I am going to get this Bib Fortuna mug." It was around yeah. the time of it was just as the book of Boba Fett had just finished. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I also got a Boba Fett mug, which. A year ago, I didn't get a Boba Fett mug. I thought he was cool, but not cool enough to get a mug. But I've also got my um, KFC Phantom Menace cup with the Padme (laughs) topper on, which is is fantastic. Uh, So, yeah, Yeah. I like the weird kind of merch, uh, like um, promo merch that comes along with the film's releases. I like that kind of stuff.
0: Yes, yes. I absolutely adore all that rubbish. Other than that, I think... um, i think that's pretty much the gist i'll be honest i'm sure there's a million and one things like it's all it all depends on space gordon Mm -hmm. it all depends on space oh one more thing i do love i love a good star wars poster and not always like the original Mm -hmm. like film posters like i like some of the indie ones like the artist ones uh elroy the uh, graffiti artist nah. sent us a mad drawing of the a mad print of the mandalorian i it's incredible. Ad- i adore that thing got it framed it's out- Thank you, mate, yeah. outstanding outstanding
2: so i, I would say lastly a uh, bit of bit of artwork we've got that we've got the lightsaber as a lithograph from uh, our boy johnny Olaf as well yeah we've got some yes. great art and um and nada she sent us yes. fantastic schematics. We've got some, we've got some fabulous listeners. Not, you know what? You know what I've always man. wanted, mate? A, a Grease Drytus Tops card, trading card. Oh, i always won one of those. Got one. Daniel Robach was an oh. absolute king. Thank you so much for that. You guys probably saw that on our socials, but I'll be displaying that one loud and proud, I tell you.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. But great question there, yes. Gordon. You absolute sickhead. Thank you so much,
2: mate. Uh, from one stud to another, we're going to move on to Paul Mulholland. Who asked? This is a good one. They all are. He said, what was the biggest mistake you believed about star Wars? For me, it was for years thinking Anakin was still a Padawan in episode three. I could never understand why he was training Ahsoka before he became a Jedi knight. So uh, what's the biggest mistake or misconception that you had surrounding star Wars, mate? It's a bit of a hard
0: one because Paul has pretty much put the nail on that head. <laughs> um with my one really. It's that I thought Anakin was still the paddy but Like I didn't get like that oh we, we you know, we but we don't we grant you the rank of master but not of not a, like you what is a seat is it?
2: on the council, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like but what wasn't he just a ja- and that's not know, really we well do a ex-
2: seat but we don't grant you your ma- rank of master that's oh right, that's sorry.
0: right that's right yeah yeah you yeah and, and see yeah even then it's it's not super clear like between the two films it's like when did that happen you know mm. it, like it wasn't clear that he was no longer a padawan was it it was just uh, yeah. it's 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 a bit of a funny one um, for me I think it's more real world stuff. If that counts, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Um, like for example, uh, Mace Windu has a purple lightsaber. When I was a kid, <laughs> reading why he had a purple lightsaber, it was always stuff like, "Oh yeah, he blended like the dark side <laughs> yeah. a little bit, but he didn't fall into the dark." Turns it? out, Samuel Jackson just wanted a purple lightsaber <laughs> to spot himself in the battle. That's it. And they She's wrote great. around it. That's kind of re- that's real life. That's just how it is sometimes, uh, and I'm glad it happened that way round. Um, I'd say the other really weird thing that surprised me when I grew up is that they considered, and Mark Hamill really was um, supporting, the idea of Luke Skywalker going bad in Return yeah. of the Jedi. At the end, was Like, it? what on earth is that? That is just...
2: Thank yeah. God for small mercies.
0: <laughs> yeah. But if I think that they looked at that script and were like, nah. nah
2: yeah, no, that right.
0: doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. then in it's... the early
2: 80s of sci fi, you know, there's plenty of sci fi films around the time which did subvert that and have like a, a dour, sad, depressing ending. Yeah. Thank goodness that George and that didn't fall prey to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I, I'd say the last one's probably Order 66 like fully understanding order 66 Mm -hmm. because of clone wars because yeah until clone wars it it was one of those things you just go along with Mm -hmm. same with master sifo ds all of that stuff it just kind of i I wasn't that bothered about it but it did kind of go over my head a little bit because it isn't explained that very well it's not explained very well what about you may boy because this is i I found i'll be honest i found this quite a difficult question to answer
2: yeah, in in the, in the best possible. We've actually you've actually given two of mine. One I'll leave to the oh, end because it's it's okay. relevant for something else. But the first one actually was as a kid. You mentioned watching Revenge of the Sith, and what did I think about this opera scene we just been speaking about? As a kid, watching uh, a a youngster watching Attack of the Clones, it was yeah, the whole Sifo ds thing. I thought at the time that you know I thought the Jedi knew about the clone army being created. You know the Kaminoans are going on about you know Jedi Master Cyber, DS Yeah, you know yep. he, he wanted he instructed us to make this, and obviously now even at the time I kind of know Obi wan was a bit like, uh, what, hey? But I I, yeah. in, I in my head I was like, I oh, don't know. You know the Jedi Councilor, they they know what's going on. Obi wan just didn't quite understand the, the the assignment, so that I didn't quite believe. You know that was a mistake I had at the time, and then. Years later, realized it. Uh, again, kind of, a, kind of an in-world, out-of-world one. I, for, for the longest time, uh, when I was a kid especially, I always thought it was Luke, I am your father, when, of course, it's no, yes. I am your father. Uh, I, I believe Palpatine one. was dead. What a big mistake that was. Uh, I'm kidding, guys. Uh, but yeah, the other one, which actually plays into uh, our spoiler, our next question, which we'll get to in a second, but Order 66. The biggest, my biggest mistake about Star Wars is that when the fate, the infamous Order was um was given i just assumed that was all the jedi all of them gone apart from obi-wan yoda so my, you know i was kind of under the assumption for the longest time that you know all of the jedi were gone apart from you know those those two or whatever many there were so i was under the assumption that that was just the way it was All the 66 eradicated all of the jedi but we're obviously now knowing all of them all of them wipe them out uh we know that from other stories that that wasn't necessarily the case but um yeah you know, i found this question challenging but in the best way of thinking it's kind of having to go back in time thinking right and what you know even mostly most of when i was younger I was like what what did i kind of misconstrue whilst watching it and order 66 was definitely the big one but you know some of the things in the prequels maybe that's because of the yep. way they're presented but order 66 yep. is probably be mine mate yeah good answer
0: man good answer Thanks, i mate. absolutely love it and great question paul if i think of anything else i'll message you or put it on the discord or yeah. something like that because it, it is a really it's a really good question it's one of those things that i feel like there's got to be more there's got to be more and i'll probably remember <laughs> it i'll be i'll be like cooking dinner or something or in the car Halfway to Birmingham, like oh yeah, there we go. Let me let me just like whip out the phone. No, don't don't Discord while driving, guys. Mate, so. I,
2: I remember when uh, when Bodie Rook came to Jeddah, and I was like, this guy, he you know, he's he's there for a reason. But no, uh, Saw Guerrera came out and said lies, deceptions. deceptions. So I believed him. I believed yeah. him, but yeah. I, I was wrong. I was I was you know hooked in. I was taken for a ride by Saul Guerrero and he lied. He was the liar, and he was the deceiver. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that's me, mate. What? What a dirty scumbag! What a dirty scumbag! Uh, Lastly,
0: it's a naughty one, a real naughty one. Scott Fisher, the naughty boy himself. uh, (laughs) I was going to say the fishy man. (laughs) (laughs) He loves a cider. He loves a drink, but Uh, he loves a cider. Love it. We'll call him the Cider Man. Scott Fisher, the Absolute King, asks this. Do you lads think if Lucasfilm and Disney uh, will continue to add more and more Jedi survivors of Order 66 and the subsequent Jedi purge, will it take away the effect or impact of Order 66? Uh, We were all... Uh, witness to when episode three first came out um it was just obi-wan and yoda they were the only jedi we saw survive originally so there we go um mate mm. boy. what do you reckon it, it, it is the uh, is it going to take away do you think more jedi will be surviving order 66 what do you reckon uh
2: yeah very much so i think it does um more to the point that it, it, it's the Jedi that survive through the original trilogy, which for me does lessen the impact somewhat of what Yoda said. And you know, when, when gone are we, the last Jedi? What gone am I, the last of the Jedi? You'll be, you know, any of the any, to, be, to be honest, any rogue Jedi surviving up until kind of Rogue One, Rebels time is fine. They're being hunted, but the beauty of the OT for me and Luke's story that was that he was the new hope and the only hope. Having, uh, for example, Ahsoka around and not bothering to join in is is surely counterproductive to her characterisation, allowing people to die across the galaxy, and she knows who Vader is. Yes, I get the whole world between worlds thing as well, but... I don't know. I I don't buy into the you know I am no Jedi line because I think it's a bit rubbish. She's a she's a Force yep. user. She her, her she exists to do good. Her whole arc in the Clone Wars and Rebels is she wants to do good. She wants to help even when the clones turn on her. She won't kill them. You no, know, she's she's not going to stand by and let the Jedi sorry let the galaxy and the rebellion fight and just do nothing. And I get here world between worlds. I, I have my issues with that. Ezra's out there Ooh. somewhere which doesn't help either. However, he is, you know, we we know he, he's he's lost, but I think the poignancy is lost to me somewhat knowing that Luke really wasn't the last hope. He wasn't the last hope. He might have been the best hope, but he wasn't the last hope. He might have been the offspring of the chosen one, but being born to a prodigy doesn't Ooh. necessarily mean you're going to be one as well. So, you've got 10,000 Jedi spread across the galaxy. I have no issue, mate, with believing that some of them escaped the purge. Uh, of Order Sixty Six, but I do think that the story would have been served better if they were all gone by a New Hope. I I, I can't actually complain. I think the story, the Ahsoka story, has actually been continued so very well into the Mandalorians. It's been such a good story to watch. I just feel like Dave couldn't quite let the character go. Kanan. Now his story was handled perfectly. He's a hero, and he still has an arc. But he's out of the picture by the time of a New Hope. He gets a heroic, oh, 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 wonderfully emotional. Um, send off in in rebels. Cal Kestis. I mean, he's probably going to be gone as well. I, I mean, I'd imagine he will be. We don't know, but I, I I do think it lessens it somewhat. You know, we are we do see Jedi being hunted down and slaughtered. You know, they're not. You know, ten thousand. Not all of them are wiped out in one go. I get that. Totally appreciate. it But I just kind of mm-hmm. wish that by the time of a new hope, it was just Luke, Obi Wan, and Yoda, and of course those two leave the picture. I just kind of wish it was just Luke so you know it, 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 the, the fate of the galaxy does rest on his shoulders you know had had Ahsoka gone out in Rebels or, or at the end of Rebels in the blaze of glory you know think how much richer that could have been for Luke's story they could have tied that in so well and like the fact that you know all of these great ah. force users and Jedi you know fell along the way for Luke to pick up that baton and continue and, and finish oh. their story they started I don't know. I do kind of always feel a tinge of like, oh, I, what, you know, what if? But it isn't that. Isn't the case. I'm not going to sit and cry about it. I've grown to really like the character of Ahsoka. I think she's great in Amando. I can't wait to see her in her own series. And actually, you know, ironically, the search for Ezra Bridger and other surviving Jedi post Return of the Jedi. I can't wait to see that story. But um, you know, it, it, you know, if there's a concrete reason why they're not around, fine. But yeah, I could do kind of wish it was just Luke. But you know power of storytelling there's plenty of ways to make this story work and change what we thought those lines Mm-mm. meant so yeah I do think it, it lessens it somewhat the more and more you get but 10,000 Jedi they didn't kill all of them at once mate so uh, I think it does to an extent but so, see, I'm, I'm not going to complain about it look it's good storytelling mate what about you? I have a few answers to that because you went in there Matty boy I did I, I went think... full on
0: mate I'm passionate about this subject well I think that with a and Ezra let's see let's see what the story says because I think it, there might be some world-between-world stuff and no. weird things going on which I'm not sure if I'm, I'm a fan of but again, it, it, it depends on it always depends on the execution right? there we go, again I mean, it, it was a, it's a Palps-themed episode it was bound to on. come up a lot um, okay, but regardless of that I think a lot of the Jedi do die and yeah, I think most of them, people, like, yeah. people like Cal Kestis are going to die. Yep. I think that. I believe I so. that. But I also believe that even if there are a lot that survive, or not a lot, you know, it's all um, relative, isn't it? But I think if, if there are a few Jedi around, but then Luke is the only hope, I still believe that he is the only hope. And the reason I believe that is because what wins the battle at the end of the day isn't killing the whole empire it isn't killing palpatine necessarily it is saving vader mm-hmm. and therefore the only person who can really do that the only person who has that relationship with vader and grows into that position is luke that's a yeah, great point only, that is the only person who can do that ahsoka can do it ahsoka can do it mm. Cal can do it like, no none of these random jedi are gonna do yeah. it like it's it's luke's story it's yeah. luke and anakin's story and you know it may be the only other possibility therefore is leia that's the only other possibility mm-hmm. um so yeah i i think though that there, there is there's it's a tricky situation because we can't just keep having jedi popping up no. Yeah, because it it does it it does because I hear what you're saying. It does uh, weaken the importance a little bit, right? When you know, <laughs> oh yeah, but Luke was this. It felt like there was just this ragtag group against the Empire. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not quite true. There's all these other Jedi, and they're just non-force users
2: as well. Let's not let's not forget.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's it's a funny one. I think. I think with someone like Dave Filoni in his position, um, I think we're n- hopefully not going to encounter this problem. I think the the really this is a question for the Ahsoka series, and it, it's whether Dave does his job properly with that. And I hope he does, and I hope it is is delivered well. And I think it's. I, I, I hope it. I hope. I hope it does, mate, boy. I hope it does because there is risk there. So the answer to this is almost like let's wait and see. Mm -hmm. Like in the Ahsoka series, it's a funny one.
2: If they bring more and more, then of course, yeah. If they suddenly, oh, there's actually a hundred Jedi held up in this planet, like they were just hiding. Like, Mm well, I think I think for me, it's more just like the the potency of who's around. Ahsoka. Okay, again, world between worlds, trapped between time and space, or some uh, gobbledygook, but. You know, I I do think actually the story may have been served differently. However, like you said, what Dave's doing now is actually enriching her story and the actual greater story around it. So let's see what happens. But in terms of Order 66, um, as long as they don't keep bringing in too many as well, because, you know, my belief and my most was that Order 66 wiped out almost all of them. So let's keep it that way. But um, yeah, fantastic questions. Or wipe them out, Gunroy uh gordon paul scott honestly guys thank you so much for your questions everyone out there we'd love to know your answers to these questions what would be the one collectible you'd add to your collection What was the biggest mist- mist- mistake or misconception you had about star wars mm. and does the introduction of more and more jedi survivors you know, post order 66 lessen the impact of the infamous order let us know your thoughts so thank you guys uh bartender sorry about the mess we're done again for this week in the Cena, but you know we're going to be back again this time again next week for another run round in the Bantina
0: ladies and
3: gentlemen
0: it's the Star Wars Sessions game Come on.
2: Yes! <laughs> For our newcomers, uh, each week we end with a Star Wars themed game. We alternate hosting responsibilities. So this week, it's my responsibility to host the game and see no. the show out. Luke, you want to know what you're playing? Of course. Of course. Lay it on me. Lay it on me, mate
0: boy. What's going down?
2: Right. If you could just uh, go to your window, open it. And scream, I love Star Wars endlessly until someone tells you to shout out. That'd be great. Uh, that's not oh, the yeah, game. Yeah, that's not the game at this time of night. Uh, no, I'm going to test your knowledge, mate. We've just done an episode about the opera scene. I want to see how closely you were listening to what Papa Palp's and Anakin were saying. So I'm uh, going to ask you to a few questions about you know, what they said. And maybe also if you could finish some of the sentences that they said as well for me, my friend. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, well, right. Can you remember they are pressing you ready yeah. my man oh, yeah. let's try it let's see let's say oh. dj smash that music here we go um who who discovered the location of general grievous um obi-wan kenobi Fine larsa yeah uh, the clone intelligence units discover the location of general grievous Yes. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Okay. Obi-Wan <laughs> well, yeah. uh, tracked him down. Um. What did... True. Uh, how did Anakin Skywalker describe General Grievous? They were going to capture that what? what uh, monster. Not Mo- monster. Yes, yes monster. he called him a monster. Yes. So yes. Uh, one out of two, fifty percent. percent Okay, so can you complete this sentence by Chancellor Palpatine, please? Anakin... You know I'm not able to rely on the Jedi Council. Anakin, what did you, say after that? You, know,
0: you know I'm not able to rely on the Jedi Council. Yep. Anakin, you know I'm not able to rely on... Oh, we just listened to this. Come on. Come on. no. Oh, no uh hang on let me let, just yeah, I'm, do you know what i'm doing i'm going up to my notes and seeing if it's okay, <laughs> <laughs>
3: no
0: um anakin you know i'm not able to trust the jedi council um i they should have appointed you for this job uh, i don't think that's it oh go on put me out my misery what is it
2: he says if they haven't included you in their plot they soon will
0: you're not far off there mate that's a good shout yeah
2: getting there getting there but not quite not quite okay okay all right yeah go on anakin skywalker talking about the jedi council he says to chancellor palpatine i know they don't trust you according to chancellor palpatine who else don't the jedi trust um
0: they don't trust democracy for that matter (laughs) and they don't (laughs) trust they they don't trust the senate yep They don't trust the Senate,
2: democracy, or... What was the question again? Um, Who else do the Jedi not trust other than Chancellor Palpatine? The democracy, for that matter, and the Senate are correct. There's one more... One more body that the Jedi don't trust. The Senate...
0: Is it not the the courts? No... Now, now. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is fun. Mm. Oh, it is really, really, really
2: fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for me. What are you saying? The Senate. So it's democracy, for that matter. Do it, the. Um, oh! It's so- the Republic. Yes, yeah. Republic. I've just seen Luke was fall off his chair.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think. I, I was determined to get this one because I was like, "No, I know it. Surely I know it. It's not going to be yeah, Republic. The Republic. You no. are spot on. The I did Senate that in like Republic. reverse order, I think. But there we go. Pretty much a jumbled up order, but we got there I'm anyway. Jumbled
2: up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go on, go on. Go on. Com- complete this quote. Okay. <laughs> Chancellor Palpatine says, "Remember back to your early teachings, Anakin." Oh. Remember back to your early God, teachings. Oh you're doing Anakin. this to me. You're killing me. Remember back to your early
0: teachings, Anakin. Um this um this It's about uh it's not about the force, is it? The, no, that's later on. It's about power. Isn't it? It's about power. Um what does he say about power? The Jedi are afraid to lose but I'm so bad at this. Um watching it's the cox uh, turning. Do you know what? Is it about um, those who uh, want to gain power are afraid to lose it?
2: Those who want I'm gonna give you that, mate. I'm gonna give you that. He says all of those who gain power are afraid to lose it, even yeah. the Jedi. Even, then, the ge- even the jedi yeah yeah yeah. he then yeah. says remember your early teachings if you die prematurely just fling your essence across the galaxy and you'll have a clone body um i know he didn't yeah, say that yeah. luke's well, favorite we'll wait, thing.
0: we'll wait and see what mandalorian tells us
2: about yeah. yeah um okay um chancellor palpatine says good as a point of view anakin the sith and the jedi are similar in almost every way including their quest for greater power what does anakin then go on to say um the sith and the jedi are similar in almost every way including their quest for power anakin replies
0: uh, well he says the sith are um or their, their sole purpose is to gain power but the jedi they think inward they only think about themselves
2: if I was doing points I'd give you half for that the Anakin says the Sith rely on their passion for their strength they think inward only about themselves so you were on the right track Uh, I I got the last bit right I think I got the last bit right you did exactly but yeah yeah, I got two more mate two more for (laughs) you now okay I expect you to absolutely nail both of these now okay this is a Chancellor Palpatine quote which quotes and I need it verbatim did chance did palpatine say in both revenge of the sith and the rise of skywalker ah
0: the dark side of the force is a pathway to what many consider to be unnatural
2: (laughs) is that right i'll give you half a point you 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 almost got it right the dark side of the force is a pathway to you said towards and then he said then he said the pathway toward many some you missed the word abilities out
0: It's funny when like, I'm... But remember, I, I feel like I say this every time we do this kind of game. I'm the sort of person who's listened to songs my whole life, like one <laughs> song my whole life, and I still don't know the words to it. I just yep. don't have a mind
2: for that kind no, of thing. No, mate. So, if anyone heard um, me blabbering my way through the main episode discussion, then you would have heard me fumbling over that line trying to remember it, even though it's written in front of me that as well. A but yeah. That's a
0: beautiful line. That's a beautiful line. I thought I had it, though, so I'm a little bit I disappointed. I thought you did, but, but I had to I had be that.
2: verbatim, though, because it's such an iconic line. End. That's it. Um train, in the train, clips train. that we heard then mate final question in the clips that we and the listeners heard what yeah. was the final phrase uttered final words oh. not from a Jedi <laughs> yeah. Yes. here we are mate so to be fair that is the game It was a game of how well were you listening mate and to be honest I think uh, i probably give you a B minus for that maybe B- oh B. thanks for the, most, oh. for the most a B I think I'll give you because you were t- on the right track baby you were on this way. You were there. Yeah. You're getting there. Lady Gaga. Nice.
3: Thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah. love I-
0: a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Thank you very much, mate. Great game. Great game, and a great way to wrap. What episode is this? 100- One hundred and fifty-eight. One hundred and fifty-eight. What a great way to no. wrap up you sick head, mate. Obi wan Kenobi is nearly here. Some more prequel goodness, and we. This is this is it, guys. This is the road to Star Wars celebration. It's happening. It's nearly here. I'm so excited, mate. I'm so excited. This is the way.
2: This is the way. I am pumped, mate. Each week I have to look at our socials to see what number episode it is. Definitely 158, mate. We're almost at 160, so we're on to another set of numbers, mate. But sadly, that is going to be that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. Just like Squid Lake, the curtain is coming down on E158, but the fun doesn't end there, mate. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at
0: starwarsessions.co.uk You can search for us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and we will be there. Just search Star Wars Sessions. Uh, Drop us a voice note or a message to our email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk And don't forget about that Patreon, guys. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You have hours and hours of content on are uh, watch alongs and, and and so much more fun is on the patreon for two dollars a month you can you, you 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 can't buy like much with two dollars these days so come join it's great it's good fun and uh yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly chicka <Chick-a-chick-a>. chicka. yes, yes. <laughs> if you want to support the show for free however you can do so by leaving us a five star rating and or review on your podcast provider of choice which now includes spotify five stars that helps the show grow introduces new listeners and it's another way to hear from more of you each and every week
0: Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell Emperor Palpatine, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the
2: merrier, the Castle Spicier. Yeah, boy, tell Palpatine's on-off girlfriend, Sly Moore, that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from (laughs) me, see ya, and from Luke, may the Force be with you
0: always. Luke! Luke, ah, yeah. Emperor Touterpaine.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good oh, one, isn't one? it? It's a, that was a good one.
0: Who doesn't love a good old Touterpaine? Uh- oh, it's so good. <laughs> they are Essex-based podcast heroes.
1: Leave him or we'll never make it. Tell that to Kanja Club.